This is the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration only on market scale. It's not as traditional or pigeonholed as you might have seen. You're seeing a real diversification across genres and across platforms. Building your brand is not around your product, so your team and your players, but you build your brand around truly this experience and this community and the team on a greater scale. You know, the team of the past 30 years. We aren't in the baseball business. We are in the entertainment business, the experience business, and most importantly, the people business. The game's about to start. Let's make some noise. All right. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Market Scale Sports and Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and we have a really special program lined up for you today because I'm talking to Ren Baker, the Vice President and Director of Athletics at the University of North Texas. And we're going to talk about what it takes to build a consistent winning program. And I think that's a question that's being asked on a nearly daily basis by everyone from athletic directors to coaches to even business owners, CEOs, people like that. Everybody wants to win. And I don't think it's just something that's uh, related to sports, but I think everybody in life wants to win and have that winning mindset. Uh, but very few people possess that ability to drop the blueprint, create that framework, and really make it happen. You know, I think every quarterback goes into uh, every game thinking, hey, I'd really like to win this game. But not all of them are Tom Brady. Not all of them have five Super Bowl rings and have those skins on the wall. So it takes a special person sometimes. And what Ren Baker has been able to achieve so far at the University of North Texas really has been impressive. Since he arrived in 2016. The football program has posted back-to-back nine-win seasons. It's really impressive for a school that doesn't have a tradition, a long tradition of athletic success, especially in football. And so uh, this past season, they had their highest win percentage since 1978. And I think that speaks to some really nice short-term success for UNT. But I think the long-term struggle is going to be how do you put yourself on the map and how do you create that long-standing tradition of a winning mentality at a place that hasn't ever had that in the past. And so that's the challenge that Ren Baker is facing, and that's a lot of what we talk about on this uh, in this interview, is how do you establish that long-term presence in the national consciousness and how do you meet that challenge and rise to it and, and consistently make decisions that lead to that goal. So what all goes into that, whether it's media exposure, facilities, recruiting, how do you put yourself on on the map here in DFW, a place that has so, so many football programs all vying for attention, whether it's Texas, Texas A&M, OU, SMU here locally, uh, even high school programs. You have high schools building $50 million football stadiums just right here in the Metroplex here in Dallas-Fort Worth. So it's a crowded market for somebody to try to dive into. And so we talk about that as well. So if you are a UNT sports fan, this is going to be particularly interesting. But if you are an athletic administrator, an athletic director, a coach, uh, or even just a business Business owner, somebody that is uh, interested in sports. I think this holds uh, this interview holds. Uh, particular interest for just about anybody because it talks so much to that idea of having that winning mindset and what you can create with that mindset moving forward. So coming up next is that interview with Ren Baker, the Vice President and Director of Athletics at the University of North Texas.
Joining me today in Studio 53 here at MarketScale is Ren Baker. He's the Vice President and Director of Athletics at the University of North Texas. Ren, thank you so much for joining me today, man. Thanks for having me, man. You guys got a beautiful studio, beautiful office space. You should pay them. <laughs> Don't give our boss any ideas. <laughs> uh, we, we like it here as it is. Uh, but hey, you're doing a great job at UNT right now. Uh, back-to-back nine-win seasons for the football team. I can't think of another major uh, college football team in the state of Texas that had that much success over the last couple of years. Um, first of all, just how'd you guys do it? Well, I think it starts with um, hiring the right people. And and uh, our football coaches have done a tremendous job. Seth Luttrell is, is a great uh, young coach and, and he's assembled a really good staff and we've been able to retain him, which has been important. And then he's really went out and, and recruited and, and built a program based on his values and, and what he uh, thinks makes up a, a winning culture. And, um, you know, I, I think the stability uh, of, of keeping his coordinators and those people in place has, has been very beneficial. And, you know, lastly, we just have tried to provide the resources. We put a lot of money and, and time uh, and effort into building up our strength and conditioning program, our sports medicine program, our, our sports nutrition program, um, our, and even like academic counseling and support all of those go into the total person and development of the total person. And uh, we believe at North Texas, if, if you're really committed to build champions and prepare leaders and everything that goes into that, they're going to have success on the field, on the court, um, in competition. So our, our coaches have done a great job with that. Your graduation rate and overall GPA is something that you're also really proud of, not just uh, building good athletes, but also building that all-around person like you talked about. Yeah, our cumulative GPA this semester uh, was over three point, which we're really proud of. And our graduation rate uh, the last two years, our graduation success rate that the NCAA puts out has hit our all-time high two years in a row. And so I think those things are all connected. I, I think when um, you're, you're focused on doing, uh, on developing kids in all areas and facets of life, socially, academically, spiritually, uh, athletically, uh, I think – the 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 value that you get in return that uh, in the metric that fans pay the most attention to, which is that scoreboard on on Saturdays or or whatever day that different various teams play, um, it, it tells a it tells the story. But um, I always tell people like I have the benefit of seeing the process that w- that's in place and the people that are working hard every day. So I have great confidence in where we're going, even if the even if that doesn't reflect on the scoreboard at the end of, of games, I pay much more attention to what what goes on every day and how coaches go about uh, developing and, and teaching and, and helping young people grow and develop and mature. But um, we've been fortunate in that the, the scoreboard's been reflective of, of those efforts as well, uh, which has really helped us raise money and get people in the stands. You mentioned the retention of uh, Coach Luttrell. How how many tangible ways have you seen that that has benefited when it comes to hype or momentum for the program? Uh, just being able to say, hey, we're going into the next year with the same coach that we've had the last few years. I think it's important. Um, you know, what I always tell people, uh, certainly there was a lot of conversation about Coach Luttrell after this uh, this offseason. And, I, you know, my response to that is always I think – Coach Latrell would be disappointed, and and I certainly would be disappointed if we built a program that uh, was solely reliant on one individual. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe at North Texas that that we're putting the infrastructure in place, the resources, um, the support system around the program to to be successful 
over the long haul. But um, there's no question that we've got a special coach and a special person uh, in Seth Luttrell and just how he uh, goes about uh, coaching kids in all facets of life, um, the way that, that he recruits and develops staff, uh, the teammate that he is just throughout our department. He's a great colleague. He's supportive of other sports. He shows up to other sports. And that that's really good for the culture that we have and in the rest of our department. So for a variety of reasons, uh, that stability uh, and being able to retain somebody of, of his uh, character uh, and abilities has, has been very, very important. When you think about UNT, I think maybe in the past, um, a lot of people wouldn't have thought of uh, athletic excellence really as being a hallmark of the school, maybe great music school, good place for film and television and people like that. A lot of people that work here at Market Scale actually uh, went to UNT for, for various degrees. But go what Mean ga- Green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go Mean Green. Uh, but what gave you the confidence that you could go uh, to a place like UNT and really succeed and really turn around uh, what over the years hasn't really been an athletic program that has had a lot of success? Yeah, that's a great question. It's one that I spent a lot of time contemplating as I interviewed for the job and looked at the job. Um, you know, I, 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 I've went, I went back and looked at the history in all sports and the winning percentage over the last 60 years, if you look at all sports, was like 42%. So mm-hmm. it's not an illustrious history, even though we've had moments of, of uh, greatness and, and success. And so you really start to look at uh, – the geographic location, the recruiting base, the alumni population, which at North Texas is huge. We have almost 40,000 students, so we have a ton of alum and a lot of them in, in DFW. Um, and, and, but I think the overwhelming factor for me was the unified vision of leadership. And, and Neil Smotris, my boss, uh, our president, is tremendous. He's the best I've worked for, best I've, I've been around. And he really has a vision for the institution, and he's able to articulate how athletics plays into that and the importance of athletics. And in our board of regents, um, the chair, Brent Ryan, is a very successful alum uh, here in, the, in in DFW and has done extraordinarily well, has a passion for, for his institution. Uh, he's become an athletics fan, um, but early on, I think you have told you he's not, he wasn't a huge athletics guy, but he was a, a I want this program to represent the quality of the university guy. Um, and then, you know, our chancellor, uh, who, who's come aboard more recently, uh, Chancellor Rowe has been awesome. So, but, but in that recruitment process, as you're evaluating, how can you turn this around? You know, the biggest thing is, is, is do we have a vision and a connection here? And so when I came to North Texas, from the head coach to the AD to the president to the board, uh, there very much was a shared vision of what we want the program to be. And, um, Instead of having to go and sell people on, we need to do this to be good. We need to start a nutrition program, start a training table, hire a nutritionist. I had people come to me saying, what can we do to help you? And uh, so when you look at our rapid ascent and growth, I mean, we've had last year was our best year in terms of win loss in over 40 years. And this year's on track to be better than that. Um, I, I really attribute that to having everybody on the same page and the power uh, of, of that. And it really starts with our leadership. You mentioned having a large alumni base. Uh, how do you harness that energy and that passion uh, that this alumni base that has been, you know, starved for athletic success? How do you harness that in a marketing way that you can really see uh, when it comes to the, the overall university? Well, I think we, we first of all, try to brand success any, any way that you can. So there has been things that we've 
put out social media blasts, graphics, uh, promotions around um, that maybe we wouldn't do if we had a more, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a better overall uh, tradition. But I think it's important when I came in here to give our fans reasons to be proud because I sense that as a whole, uh, our alumni base, they were proud of UNT, but they weren't necessarily proud of our athletic programs. Um, and so, you know, our only role at, at the institution uh, athletically is to is to represent that quality and, and to be a vehicle to carry out the mission and integrity and brand of the institution. And if we're not doing that, um, and and we were in many ways graduating young people, you know, good good GPAs, but we weren't in terms of win loss. And so, um, you know, I, I really, I, I think we've really embraced that responsibility. Um, and so, our alumni uh, are, you know, they're 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 turning around. The other thing that we've tried to do is we get good student attendance, especially at football. And so we've started programs where a graduate, because we have some availability in terms of, of uh, uh, capacity in our venues, so we've allowed graduates when they graduate to get two uh, uh, two free season tickets for a year, because kids come out, you got debt, you know, you don't yeah. have a ton of money, you don't have a job yet, and then the next year they're seventy five percent off, then fifty percent off, then twenty five percent off, and, and eventually full price. Uh, because if you have an alum who's disconnected and has been for a long time, it's much much harder to get them back in the habit of going. If they're a sports fan, they're probably going to NBA or NFL games or going to see the Texas Rangers. So, um, you know, we've we've tried to do a better job of connecting with our younger alums while at the same time um, giving people reasons to be proud and successful and, and to come back and, and doing marketing things like having a wrestling event uh, with a football game, just things that are going to catch attention. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to be on the news at night in the newspaper. People are like, oh, that's different. I'll go I'll go do that. And, and once they come back, I'm convinced they'll have a good time and continue to come back. These are all good ideas when it comes to helping UNT stand out because really you're fighting a battle with uh, a lot of different programs, whether it's high school, other college programs, and that sort of thing. How do you continue to make sure that UNT is rising and and standing out above the crowd? Because in Texas, it is a crowd of uh, other football programs and other athletic departments that are really, you know, vying for people's attention and eyeballs. Yeah. um, You know, and and people look at the uh, population in DFW and they think, oh man, you got so many people to pull from. But I would say of all the places I've been, this is by far the hardest to get a, get a message out to your alumni base because it's such a crowded market. Um, in Columbia, Missouri, when I was at Mizzou, not only does everybody in Columbia know that the Tigers are home on Saturday, everybody in the state is. You know, there's um, not that many pro teams. Uh, there's no NBA teams. Now there's only one pro football <laughs> team. There's two baseball teams, but their season, you know, I mean, it really it doesn't overlap that much. And so uh, every newspaper is splashed with the Tigers. Every every uh, sports radio show is, is going to talk about the Tigers. And so – you don't. You start with everybody knowing what you're doing. So you try. You're trying to promote and give people a reason to be there. When I was at Memphis, it was the same way. I mean, at Memphis, uh, which has per capita more radio stations dedicated to uh, sports talk than any other city in the country, um, they're all talking about the Tigers. You know, and so um, it's uh, you, you didn't have to worry about people 
knowing your brand, knowing you had a game, you come to DFW and it's flooded um, with pro sports, college sports. You know, I, I, I live in a neighborhood uh, 15 minutes from campus and I think I'm the only North Texas graduate in my neighborhood. So, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, different, but what, what we, what we really try and do is one capture as much good data as we can. So we'll do, uh, a free ticket promotion or whatever, but we'll capture your email, your mailing address, your phone while we're doing that so that we can turn right back around, try and sell you a ticket for, you know, the next game or whatever. So I think capturing that data is really, really important uh, so that you can use it. Continuing to um, find different unique ways to brand uh, the institution. Um, this last year, we dedicated a statue to Mean Joe Green, obviously one of our best known uh, alums for the entire institution, certainly our most prominent athletic alum. And um, that statue, when I asked Joe's permission to do it, I told him, I said, it's a tribute to you and your career and your success and the way you represent North Texas, but it is a huge branding uh, opportunity for North Texas and it made news all over the country and then we took that a step further and recreated the Coke commercial that so many people uh, grew up watching uh, and so anytime we can find something like that that didn't cost us a ton of money uh, you know we have a limited budget from a marketing perspective but any way that we can we can capture that attention we do. Yeah, because Conference USA doesn't have the same TV deal maybe as the SEC or Big 12 or some of the other colleges that you're competing with. Um, So how much are you um, really trying to utilize these opportunities that you have, like the Mean Joe Green opportunity or even the the fake fair catch play that caught a lot of – that was on SportsCenter every night. How much are you putting into those uh, to be able to give yourself national exposure that maybe you don't get from a a high-priced TV deal or something along those lines? Yeah, it's important um, because we have a ton of games on TV or or – Various platforms. Let's, let me let me say that, but um, it's not like uh, the SEC where they're going to be on one of three linear networks, and all three of those are pretty much built into most most cable packages. Um, ours, we may have one on Facebook, and the next week it's on CBS Sports Network, and the next week it's on ESPN, and then ESPN three, ESPN plus. I mean, there's, and so the good news for our fans is the vast majority of football men and women's basketball games are available. Uh, the difficult news is it's a bunch of different platforms. And even somebody, uh, my, I'm, I just turned 40. So I'm, I'm now entering that phase where I'm not a tech guru, but, uh, <laughs> I still, you know, have all of the different, uh, uh, Apple TV and Roku and, you know, all the different platforms and have all the different apps downloaded. Um, but like we had a few games that were on the conference USA network and I used to go to the AD meetings and be like, this is only available on iPhone. It's not on, on the Apple store. And, uh, I was like, so I have to bring it up on my phone and then mirror my phone to my TV and mm-hmm. it ties up my phone. I'd like to be looking at Twitter, you know, third, uh, first world problems. But, um, so it, it is a little bit difficult, uh, for fans. And so any way that we can find to, to, to capture attention and, and brand and draw people in, um, we have to do that. Um, and once we get them, they can follow our teams very closely. Um, but we even, uh, 
you know, a lot of schools do a coaches show. And at North Texas, we do, we, we do a little different take on that. We have a show called Beyond the Green uh, that's a little bit like HBO's uh, Hard Knocks. And um, it goes behind the scenes and, and does a lot of behind the scenes story and programming. And, um, and we just do that to give people a different viewpoint, hopefully get people connected um, and uh, give us something different, uh, you know, to capture a fan's attention. You mentioned Mean Joe Green earlier. He's a player that um, you know North Texas fans have rallied around and, and supported and and have known for a long time. Really, a a flag bearer of the university, so to speak. Is it important for the school to find another player that um, fans can recognize and really attach the UNT uh, flag or logo to, and say, you know, proudly say, like this is one of our guys going forward? Yeah. I think having those players that have success is important. And one of the things we've started doing uh, is is putting out a lot of social media uh, uh, information on players that are playing in the pros and in various sports and have had success. Uh, I think that's, you know, important. It's critical. Um, but um, I think for us now um, – making that connection with current players. Like when you have somebody like Mason Fine who come in and start as a freshman, um, has made some unbelievable plays and, and is one of the best quarterbacks in the country uh, coming back for his senior year. Um, it's really good as you build a program and you're able to get good high school players that fans can see three and four years playing uh, to make sure that they know those compelling stories. We do a, a, a little series called Born and Bred, and we'll pick different athletes from different teams and go to their hometown and, and kind of let fans uh, see into that uh, a, a little bit so that they're able to co connect with our current student athletes. Because I do, I do think people um, are more likely to come when they feel some kind of connection. Do you think Mason Fine can be one of those guys? I do. Um, I'm a, there's nothing that you could tell me that that kid could achieve that I would doubt. Um, he's a uh, he's a really special young man. Absolutely. And uh, so it, it feels like uh, the world of college athletics, it's it can be an arms race at times, but you've really put forth a, a, a plan going forward, uh, the Light the Tower master plan, to really improve a lot of the infrastructure and stadiums and that sort of thing around the athletic program. So I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that master plan and uh, its purpose and uh, how you see it developing moving forward. Yeah, it had been uh, quite some time since the university's last uh, stab at an athletic facility master plan. So a lot's changed um, since we had done that. And so uh, we really wanted to develop kind of the who do you want to be when you grow up plan. Mm -hmm. You know, if money were no object and we were doing this the right way, um, what would our what would our facilities look like? And so we developed a plan. That's, you know, that's one thing. And we've had that done for probably a couple of years, almost a full year before we unveiled it publicly. Um, then the next step of that is how much do you share and, and how do you share that and when do you share it? Because, you know, there is some risk in there. You put out a bunch of drawings and you don't get any of those projects done. Um, and so some people would, would hold that back and share it a little at, at a time. I thought because we had had the best season overall in 40 years, and because our history isn't uh, as as strong as some other institutions, I thought it was really important to lay out the full plan and to let people see that we have a very bold vision for the program. Um, and and then when you look at 
we had a, some early success with fundraising and, and, and funding our new soccer track and field complex and then our indoor football, uh, indoor practice facility for football and other sports. Um, so now you got you knock two big big items off before you ever unveil the plan. You know there there there's a the process. So you feel a little bit better about unveiling it. But we really wanted to just give people um, a vision and and of what we think it's going to take for us to be the class of Conference USA. For us to be uh, one of the best group of five programs, and we think we can be. We think we can be uh, what Boise and Central Florida are doing at football. We think we can be what Gonzaga and Butler did in basketball. We believe that. Um, and so we want to show people what that would look like and the commitment that it would take and, and what it, what it would, what it means in terms of facilities. Um, and, and from there, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, North Texas is a place that, um, every other program I've worked at, I had a pretty good sense of what the ceiling was. Um, I couldn't define a ceiling for UNT because it, we have 40,000 students, Carnegie Tier 1 Research Institution, uh, 72 top 100 ranked programs. So the academic profile is very, very strong. The alumni base is very strong. The location being in Dallas-Fort Worth, one of the most vibrant, growing areas, not only in the United States, but in the world. Um, you know, I think that the, the ceiling is, is, uh, is you know, through, as high as it could have anywhere. Is having a plan uh, something that high school athletes are interested in, or do you go with, to them with, uh, hey, we have this master plan of we're going to have this stadium in five years and that sort of thing? Are they saying, well, that's great, you're going to have a stadium in five years, but you know that doesn't help me at all. What's the message to recruits and to young high school athletes that are looking at UNT and maybe seeing something that's, that's building? How, did that, how is that communicated to them? Well, each coach tailors their message a little bit different, but by and large, I think our message at North Texas is this. We have a lot of facility improvements to point to. I mean, almost every facility has received multi-million dollar renovations in the last three years, uh, if it's not new, you know. And so um, we can point to uh, our dreams and, and our plans, um, but the reality is, is every campus has those. But we can point to things that we've actually done recently um, and the majority of those have been geared towards the development of the student athlete. And I always make that point. Um, we built a stadium, uh, you know, almost a decade ago, um, and student athletes benefit from that, but it's largely for the fans and for that, you know, for, for, uh, the fan experience. Um, but we've, when you look at what we've poured into, you know, weight room, strength and conditioning, athletic training, um, you know, those kind of places, this indoor practice facility. I mean, that's not for fans. Um, and so you look at, at, at that, we've got a lot to, to sell. But I still believe more important than bricks and mortar is people. And um, we have had uh, a huge infusion of highly talented people in, throughout our athletic program. And so I, I feel like when we bring up our head athletic trainer, um, He's as good as there is, and he genuinely cares about kids, and that comes across. Um, and I think when they, when you know, I know when they when they talk to our players, they're going to find out that our players are are like, hey, Jeff Smith, he cares about us, like he he goes the extra mile. And so you take that and replicate it in different areas, our academic support, um, and and I, you know, we're at a place where I believe those people sell the program more than more than anything else. You mentioned uh, Gonzaga. 
Boise State, UCF, these are uh, programs that have maybe leapt up into the national consciousness when it comes to uh, athletic programs. Are those model uh, programs for you that you look at and you say, hey, I want to emulate some of the things that they've done over the last few years to kind of put themselves in that conversation? I certainly think uh, to to many degrees, yes. Um, and one of the questions I always ask people uh, when they ask about the importance of athletics I always, uh, I always say, have you ever heard of Gonzaga? The answer to that's always yes. Tell me something about Gonzaga. They have a good basketball team, okay? Tell me something else. Some people may know they're a private school in Washington. Where is it located? Yeah. 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 Most people cannot tell you where it's located uh, or one program that they have that they're known for or that's ranked or, or anything else. Um that's the power of sports uh, and what it can do for a campus. And I, I, I'm, I always tell um, our faculty when I get a chance to talk to them, I know we're not the most important thing that goes on here. And I know there's always questions about, you know, the, the, you know, the, the money and what people put into sports. And, um, but we don't compete with our business school. Um, our role is to bring awareness, attention, a spotlight to the great things that go on in our business school or our college of music, which is world renowned. And so um, that's what we want to do. And hopefully it's a net positive um, that that we're bringing in more attention, more, more recruit, more students. Applications are up. I mean, our applications for admission were up considerably last year. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that is that's what you want from your athletic program. And I think Central, you know, UCF is doing that. Um, Gonzaga, Butler, you know, they're doing that. Boise's done that. And so in, in that way, it certainly is a goal and a benchmark and something that we we're, we hope that we can emulate. In your ideal future, what what does UNT athletics look like? Uh, just from top to bottom, all the programs, everything, facilities, what does it all look like for you in your picture-perfect world? Well, I, I really believe, and I tell our coaches this, if I can do my job, which is to give them resources that are competitive right with our peers, which right now is Conference USA and Group of Five, um, I believe we can compete for national uh, for conference championships and be nationally relevant. I believe that. Um, the end goal is to is to be competing for national championships, uh, and I'll never back down from that. I'll never never hide from that. When I talk about the scene here being high, you have to you have to take steps and focus. Right now, when I came in, we weren't really competitive in Conference USA, so our goal. Uh, first and foremost, was to be highly competitive in Conference USA. Um, I'm not saying that we've arrived and we're where we want to be, but right now, this year, we've won over 80% of our conference games. Um, And so we're moving rapidly uh, towards that goal. Then the next goal is going to be to be one of those four or five non-Power 5 programs that everybody talks about in, in football, in basketball, in volleyball, in uh, softball, you know, on down, track and field. Um, and so once you get there, you never know with college athletics as these TV contracts come up, what what realignment, what's going to happen. Uh, we're in a great location. Um, and so I think we'd be highly attractive uh, moving forward. But right now our goal is to be the best member of Conference USA that we can be, to be highly competitive and uh, to be one of the one of the really, really elite group of five institutions that competes and goes head to head when they play power five schools and, and is nationally competitive and nationally relevant. 
Now you're a basketball guy at heart. You're having a pretty good year in men's basketball right now. Are you looking ahead towards March at all? You know, get, getting excited about that? You know, I, you, I, co- that coaching you never goes away, so you never look ahead. <laughs> We've got two games this week on the road uh, against UTSA or UTEP. And uh, record-wise, those those teams uh, aren't aren't as good as us, but I'm just worried, can we win those two games? Um, and uh, but But I do – uh, Grant McCaslin coming here and has done an unbelievable job. He inherited a program that was coming off of four or five consecutive losing seasons. Uh, won eight games a year before he got here. Last year he wins twenty plus and wins the CBI uh, championship, uh, which is one of the tournaments. If you don't invite the NCAA tournament, that's out there. Um, and then he start he started off this year fifteen and one, the best start ever uh, in, in school history. And so um, what he's done is, is, is awesome. Our fans are getting excited. Um, I'm hopeful we can make uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, and, uh, and that's a tremendous branding opportunity for the institution. But regardless, I think the progress and the path has, has been laid for us to be very, very competitive in, in men's basketball. And I should also mention women's basketball is doing very well. Absolutely. That's Ren Baker. He's the VP and Director of Athletics at the University of North Texas. Ren, thank you so much for joining us today here at MarketScale. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have time for for this week's episode of the Market Scale Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Thank you to my guest, Ren Baker. It's really awesome getting his insight today. As always, if you want to find more content just like this, head over to marketscale.com and browse our industries page. There we cover 14 different industries from top to bottom from a B2B angle, so check it out there. We have more podcasts and written content just like this for you to dive into. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Market Scale Sports and Entertainment Podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.